and welcome to episode 14 of Dad's Right, uh, the short episode compared to the last one. <laughs> okay, good times, bad times. Uh start off i saw chris wallace who hosts uh fox sunday night news or something yeah he's one of the more credible fox uh news news people yeah so he was interviewing trump did you see that interview no i didn't at at one point trump was going on about how biden is uh fi- uh supports defunding the police mm-hmm. and chris wallace called him out on the spot which normally doesn't happen and certainly normally doesn't happen with Fox uh, anchors. Yeah. But he calls him out and he said, no, Biden has never said that. And uh, Trump said, yeah, he did. He did on that deal he signed with with uh, Bernie Sanders. And uh, Chris Wallace said, no, it's not in there. And Trump made somebody go and get it. And sure enough, uh, shockingly, I guess, the president was wrong. And Chris Wallace was right. He actually didn't say... He was in favor of defunding the police. Biden's actually said he's not in favor of defunding the poli- police. I remember being quite disappointed in that. Yeah, he does want to look at other redirecting some dollars. He just doesn't want to call it defunding the police. Yeah, so I... I uh, Which is fine. It doesn't matter what you call it. Just do it. And Shock. it's not... I mean, it is just rearranging the... Fu- it's still doing the same job. Like, it's jobs that right now police are doing that shouldn't be done by police. So the money's just... Being reallocated yeah. to get the same job done. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that was uh, just like to see, just like to see a bit of uh, integrity from the journalists. And I, I, I heard someone else say um, it's hard to fact check Trump because by the time you do it, he's told a hundred more lies. Yeah, but so it's nice to catch somebody on the spot there like that. I really think they should have things like that during presidential debates. Where somebody's just on Google, yeah, something like things, that, yeah. or even like where you can bring in, uh, or the host can bring in, or I don't know, something like audio clips. Yeah. It's like you claimed this, I never said that. Press play, yeah, here's you saying exactly this. Who wants to? It's like a game show, who wants to be president? So, <laughs> yeah. who wants to be a millionaire? Exactly, I'm gonna phone a friend. <laughs> Trump would just not do well in those circumstances. No, he needs he needs to have his lies unchecked in mm-hmm. order for it to work. Yeah. Good news in Ontario. Most of uh, Ontario hit phase three this Friday. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, it's good. Bigger groups, more things open. Yeah, I know that. I, know I don't gyms know. Gyms can open. Yeah. I, 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 that's, that, that to me is one I don't get. And pools. Like, you're, there's a lot of... stuff in mm-hmm. pools and gyms yeah that i i think that would be a phase four thing but good for them i mean everybody needs to make a living so i guess you probably aren't on uh you know side by side treadmills no they have a capacity the gym yeah. can only hold so many people and there has to be social distancing i'm sure but we did uh we saw an increase of 166 on saturday 164 yesterday yeah no sorry 164 today 166 yesterday yeah the first time it's and over 150 for a long time yeah and it's, so, it's it's bumped up a little bit yeah i i hope that it's a blip i hope it's not ramifications from phase two opening up and we're now finally getting the tests in and yeah, uh you think it would have been a bit canada quicker day? than that maybe canada day could maybe but uh, I hope that it's, it's still it. It normally it's a bit quicker acting. Like the average is something like six, seven days. I know it can be up to two weeks before you start feeling anything, but mm-hmm. but I they think, don't. They take, but it takes time to process the test. As yeah, well. I guess if it's six days and then five, three days protesting, you're looking at nine days. But yeah, and then the other thing that the Halton Hills has made it mandatory to wear masks inside their buildings, which is uh, a good thing, I think. Um, absolutely. Why not? It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and good for the mayor, Rick Bennett, I believe. I don't remember his name. Could be. I used to know it. It's definitely Rick. 
Okay. I'm going to go with Bennett. Okay. But uh, I did see his Twitter feed, and now we're switching to the bad times for me anyways. He was attacked by residents saying the tyranny of Halton Hills and, <laughs> and things like that. It's just so ridiculous to me because these there's so much that you do because it's the law yeah. and the rules. Seatbelts. Stop signs, speed limits-ish. Uh, stop signs ish some people well, mom <laughs> i'm glad you said it now you'll get in trouble and not me uh, she doesn't listen anymore <laughs> but there's there's just it's just there's so so many things yeah that this i don't understand why anybody believes that this is the hill to die on it doesn't li- literally if you don't wear a mask yeah it's i don't understand you know in atlanta georgia the mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, we've had her clip, a clip of her speaking on the show before. Yeah, a while ago, yeah. Um, she, I think, I, now my, the details on this are a little bit fuzzy, but uh, her municipal government put out a mask suggestion. Like, they recommended that the public wears masks whenever they're outside, and I think mandated masks for inside public buildings. I think that's what it is. But it's something along those lines either way. Right. Then the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, is suing her over it. Yeah, well, Brian Kemp actually passed a law in Georgia that nobody can pass a law saying you have to wear a mask. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brian Kemp, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the worst governors in the U.S. He stole his election by, because he was the... uh, He had some sort of public office when he was running for governor, and that office gave him the power to like it was his job to also organize and run the election so he used that to his benefit and stole the election from stacy abrams and is just a big old trumpian republican governor who's terrible and is dangerous he's a dangerous person at the end of the day and then there was one other thing that i just read about there was a a uh, bus rollover on the columbia ice fields and and just outside jasper and i was just thinking of our drive from Yellowknife uh, cross country, <laughs> and uh, we went through there mm-hmm. before we dropped you off. And I, you know, we didn't we didn't actually go on the bus tour. I think it was closed when we were there, probably. But uh, but that's tragic for uh, three people died and, and a lot more wounded. So mm-hmm. uh, our sympathies go out to them. Yeah, uh, I got a few good things. Um, uh, every article I keep reading shows Biden increasing his lead over Trump by, I think, up to 15 points now nationwide. And he's, like, ahead in states he shouldn't be ahead in. It's crazy. So, you know, I'm not a huge Biden fan, but I am a big not-Trump fan. So that's comforting to see. Yeah, the the state polls are interesting. The national poll, I, I don't... That's what, I think that's what screwed people around the first yes. time. Yes, no, 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 and they're very different. But, you know, the state, he's, he's pulling ahead, you know, by varying degrees, and not none of them huge, but still pulling ahead in Arizona, Georgia, uh, Iowa, Ohio, Florida, Texas. These are states he shouldn't win. North Carolina, he has no business winning some of these states. Yeah, but well, he's pulling, still lots of time. Yes, oh, I don't think he'll win a lot of them, but the fact that he's even pulling ahead is a good sign. Yeah, sign at this sure. point. Edmonton Eskimos have announced they're going to change their name. You know, I I tend to think that that's a good thing. I hear a lot of back and forth. I hear a lot of it was originally, you know, they named that to honor Inuit people. But but, but the problem is they don't. That's not what they want to be called. Yeah, and and also I just think that there are so many other things totally safe names that you could call yourself. So even if you're only offending half of the entire Inuit population, why not just pick a name that's not offensive to anybody? Yeah, although some would say every name will be offensive to someone, but... Like the Jaguars. I don't know. How are you going to be offended by that? Uh, I don't know. Somebody will find a way. Somebody will find a way. <laughs> and this is, sorry, I think this is a sort of a, a story that's good to, to move from good to bad because it's a mix of both. So an SS monument in, I think think Oakville might be Hamilton was vandalized and by SS I do mean the secret police of uh, Nazi Germany there was a monument honoring one of their divisions there is a monument honoring 
one of the divisions and the soldiers that lost their lives in that division uh, erected in, again, I can't remember, I think it's either Oakville or Hamilton, but it's in Ontario. Um, and that, I don't know why we have that. Yeah, why? Why? I don't know. How? Right? But it was vandalized, which I'm like, good. Um, and then the police, and then the police were investigating it as a hate crime. And people took issue with that. But now they've apologized for that and said it's not a hate crime. I think, I gotta say, if it is a hate crime, is it, is it wrong to hate Nazis? <laughs> like, there's a difference between a hate crime for somebody based on their religion or vandalizing a monument because you hate atrocities committed by people doing evil things. I don't understand how and who thought it was a good idea thought it was a good idea at what, yeah at what point in canadian history was somebody yeah. in charge that was like yes we need to put up a monument for this uh nazi police division that is really weird yeah, i should look into that it's see strange. why it's there like when was it even put up i don't know when it was put up but it was vandalized earlier this week yeah i read the i read about the vandalizing mm-hmm. and then uh of course we lost i think it was yesterday might have been the day before representative john lewis and the reverend ct vivian in the u.s um Two people who were icons of the civil rights movement, worked with Martin Luther King. Yeah, John Lewis helped organize the Selma March, right? I think so, and the Freedom Riders. I think he participated in the Freedom Riders. Um, Representative John Lewis is the origin of the quote, if not now, when, if not us, who? Which has become a very famous quote, and I, I didn't realize that he, he had said that. So yeah, that's you know uh, that's really unfortunate for I think everybody. And did did you see it took Trump fourteen hours to tweet something about it? Yeah, I'm not surprised he doesn't care. Um, but it's really unfortunate for everybody. I think especially um, for African Americans in the United States who have lost two people who have fought all their lives for uh, for equality and who fought for it to their dying day and uh, really inspirational people. So that's that's too bad. And uh, may they rest in peace. And, again, more bad stuff about uh, fighters of social justice. Ruth Bader Ginsburg announced that she has cancer again. She says she's still well enough to serve on the Supreme Court. I think she would say that if she was shot in the temple. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, I hope, I hope she gets better. We really need her on the Supreme Court, at least, at least for another four months. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, wishing her the best and, and uh, you know, she's a fighter. I, I feel, I don't, I'm worried, but I'm not that worried. She's gotten over this before. And then to end with quick good things, I just came back from a weekend visiting some friends in King Carden, and uh, that was very nice. It was very relaxing. All right. How are they? They're good. They're doing well. Nice these house. Are, these are people that live beside us when we lived in yeah. Yellowknife. Their house is the exact same color palette as the one in Yellowknife. Oh, yeah. Like the whites and light grays and a few dark grays. It's like they just transported the the color palette of the house and stretched it across a bigger house. Oh, that's cool. Good for them. It would be nice to see Todd and, and Leslie again. I don't know if they're listeners, but... Uh, I don't think so. If you are, hello. If not, <laughs> why not? <laughs> There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all over the world. You can hear the sound. All right, all over the world. Uh... Guess we'll start in France, where somebody has set another church on fire. There, an old church destroyed a 400-year-old organ, which you could make a few jokes about, but we won't. Yeah. Um, and so that's uh, and apparently this one was arson. Yeah, I heard that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always a shame, you know. A lot of history, a lot of stuff put in there. Uh, architecture is gorgeous it's it's just a shame to lose monuments um you wonder why somebody would well i guess there's lots of reason why you might burn down a church but but uh yeah it's too bad yeah and, uh, there was hundreds of people protesting in russia against putin's uh extension of his power mm-hmm. so they'll probably never be heard from again yeah yeah no there's the russia's population is just going to be rewritten Tomorrow we'll see a story. Hundreds of people mysteriously disappear from Russia. <laughs> but you know, you know what? Good for them for being brave enough. Yeah, absolutely. Especially 
in a I mean I think it takes in America right now I think it takes a lot of bravery to go out and protest and they live in a you know kind of a democracy but when you have a brutal dictator who you know is capable of and very willing to just dragging you out of your home in the middle of the night and having you never heard from again it takes a lot of guts to protest and stand up for your rights as a human being so good for them yeah and there was one of them i mean even kids there was a i saw a quote from a 14 year old girl i don't remember exactly what the quote was but it was something along the lines of she didn't like it there uh gays get beat up all the time and something else so yeah you know it's uh hopefully it's the start of something there but we'll see there was a drone video that was shot off the coast of South Africa, and it uh, caught a 14-foot great white shark attacking a 33-foot young humpback whale, and uh, it drowned it. And it, uh, it's what scientists have called the first verified report of a shark actually killing a whale. It's a hungry shark. Yeah, it was apparently, a, like a 33-foot is, is apparently not a big humpback. Still significantly bigger than the shark. A lot bigger than the shark, yeah. Yeah, so there was a uh, pretty crazy. I didn't see the video. That wasn't There wasn't a link to the video, I'm, but I'm a pretty crazy story. It. It's That makes me sad a little bit, because whales are such peaceful creatures. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although I bet they could, they, you know, they're pretty big. They probably wouldn't take much to, if they whacked you. I'm, so, yeah, I'm still that, surprised that the shark be, got, yeah. managed to do it. It's also sad because humpbacks are endangered. Are they still? I thought they weren't anymore. If they're not, it's because Captain Kirk fixed it. Yeah. (laughs) Hong Kong's worried about an outbreak. 100 cases reported on Sunday, which was a record high for them. So that's a bit concerning. I mean, 100 cases is good, but hopefully they're able to keep a lid on that before it explodes because that uh, densely populated area could could turn ugly quickly. France, Russia, uh, South Africa, Hong Kong. We're really all over the world today. Mm -hmm. Then back closer to home. You, the U.S. broke the single-day COVID record uh, for most cases in a day nine times this month. And we're not even halfway through the month. Good for them. <laughs> like, that's an accomplishment. That's they, not easy to do. They like to be the biggest and the yeah. best at things. That's so, right. you know, who's surprised? And then even closer to home, five Toronto police officers got suspended with suspected ties to corruption in the Toronto towing industry, which I've always said for years is a scam. But apparently there's, uh, there's crime families, organized crime groups are battling for control over the towing industry around the GTA. Three tow truck operators have been shot to death, others wounded, and at least 30 tow trucks torched. So I didn't, I didn't even realize this was a thing. I mean, I knew tow trucks were a scam. But I didn't realize how much of a scam. And now even cops are involved. They're recommending tow trucks. They're recommending rental agencies. And then they're getting kickbacks. And so the tow truck drivers are getting kickbacks from the rental agency. And it's apparently all just these crime families trying to take over the whole thing. I'd heard that there was like turf wars over the tow trucks. And when I first heard that, I was like, what? This is the first time I've heard that it's actually connected to organized crime. Yeah. But really, like, tow trucks? There's a lot of money in that. Yeah, yeah, apparently, because they're scamming everybody. Yeah. Oof. I, I I don't want to call a tow truck anymore, ever. No, well, that's why you got to call. There's a couple that you, I mean, CAA is one that you can always call, and uh, the CAA people, I think, are legit. And then one that I always liked, and we don't get paid or anything, but Hanson Towing out of Brampton. Whenever I needed a tow truck, I normally called them when I didn't have CAA, because... You're not, uh, you're not getting kickbacks. No, I'm not right? getting kickbacks from that. <laughs> I'm not going to be part of the investigation, but that just seemed like a legit organization. They never charged an exorbitant amount, and they let you get to choose where you wanted to take your car. They didn't try to force body shops on you or anything. Mm-hmm. I once had occasion to call a tow truck in Yellowknife, um, not for my car, or I guess your guys's car, not because I was driving anything. It was a 24-hour truck tow truck company, and we called them, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't get to you till 6 a.m." And it was like <laughs> 2 a.m., and I was like. So so much for twenty four hours. <laughs> oh, they took your call. Yeah, the guy didn't say they towed for twenty four hours. They just open. He was asleep because <laughs> we called twice, and then he was like, "Hello." <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can't get it. In the morning. That's funny. So I was like, "Okay, great. You just don't want to get up." <laughs> yeah, I just have two other additions along with the 
continuing with the story of the loss of Representative John Lewis, two Republican senators, Marco Rubio from Florida and Dan Sullivan from Alaska, posted a photo of themselves with the late uh, Elijah Cummings, who was another civil rights icon, um, worked with Martin Luther King, um, who passed, I think, earlier this year maybe late last year. I can't remember if Elijah Cummings was a senator or representative. I think he was a senator. I think so. But uh, that's a pretty big mistake to make. Oh, saying it was... John Lewis. John Lewis? Yeah, they posted like pictures of them with Elijah Cummings saying, like, we'll miss John Lewis. <laughs> that's a pretty, like... Like, clearly you didn't know him that well. We just watched uh, Modern Family where... where uh, where Mitch takes a, the job at the... I don't think well, you were away. So Mitch takes the job... I'm sure you've seen it. At the um, Law Society, like fighting for people that need, like, under... I don't know. Under... Like, the underdog people. Okay, yeah. So, and then it's um, a black lady that's that's running it. And there's a picture on the wall, and he, he says one picture's uh samuel L. jackson and it's her mother and he says one pictures here is someone else and it's another anyway it's uh it's just yeah, it's kind of like that and they're making yeah. fun of it in modern family and this is yeah. this, these are senators and uh, but it, what really blows my mind two of them did it with, with the, the same, same person yeah. do they do they at all look alike i i don't know i like do they understand who died it, probably not um, it's a black Democrat. I doubt they paid much attention. They, I think they look kind of alike-ish, unless I'm like I don't have pictures of them in front of me. Uh, this is just from what I remember. Uh, Elijah Cummings. Even, even like. if you do, just I mean, I mean, all you got to do is make sure. Yeah, it's not it, that hard. It's to not make that sure. hard to make sure, and it, I think it shows. And run really it by how, and just Google. Is that is that John or is that? Eli- Let me just check. It really shows how much they actually you know knew them. Yeah. Like they did, which means probably not at all. What a great loss. <laughs> really? Because this is the wrong picture. Yeah. And I have to say, it doesn't surprise me that the Senate, a senator from Florida made that mistake. Oh, uh, Dan Sullivan's Florida? No, Dan Sullivan's Alaska. Marco Rubio's Florida. Oh, sorry. I was thinking the. Who's the other guy? That's the guy in Florida, the governor of Florida right now. Is the, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a mess. He's a mess, yes. And uh, lastly, um, there have been protests, um, very intense protests in Portland, Portland Oregon, uh, from uh, still about uh, George Floyd's death. There are still many protests going on uh, around the uh, uh, around the United States and uh, around the world, and still a lot of push for arresting the cops who are responsible for Breonna Taylor's death. And so these are still happening, even if the the news isn't covering them anymore even if they're old news they're still happening and uh anyway trump's been saying for a while that you know the mayor in portland needs to get things under control and it's all his fault and everything like that so a few days ago unannounced to anybody uh federal police rolled into portland and started arresting people taking people off the street and and dressed like pretty scarily yeah like all masks camo. and camo like you and, can't see who they are they're not yeah. really, really marked yeah and they're just taking people off the street and it's terrifying that that is something that the government in the u.s is doing and i feel like it should be a bigger story than it is it's a pretty big story i haven't seen it like on the top of my news feed anywhere it was on the top of the ground news feed well that's good but, uh, yeah, I like, how is that legal? Well, because they're burning things, but no, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't. No, but even to... the, even the people of Oregon, the, the mayor of Portland has said, take your troops away. You're making it worse. Yeah. And he is, yeah. but it shouldn't be legal to send in unmarked military police to kidnap people off the street. No. Well, they're arresting them, not kidnapping them, but they, they, uh, they should be, uh, they should have their badges visible and badge numbers and things mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely, there needs There's, to be process. People need to be read their rights. Like they're just begging people and throwing them in vans. They can be reading them the rights in their van. Maybe I don't know. It's just it's a very sketchy thing. It, they oh, might gosh. not be. They probably aren't. But we can't assume that things aren't happening. We don't know. 
Yeah, I guess I just assume it's not because, you know, they're... It looks like it's not. Yeah. It looks like the secret police coming and rounding people up. Yeah. what it looks like, but we don't know. So... I suppose not. But it, it definitely, optically, uh, raises a lot of questions, and... In the sense you're in the sense you're right. Why isn't it a bigger story? In the like, why aren't people saying what's happening to these people? Yeah, where are they? Where have they been taken? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's a lighter sentence than the ten years he wants for vandalizing a monument. I hope so. All right, now time for some TNT. And uh, to start off with Trudeau, as we normally do, uh, significantly less than Trump, as there normally is. But yesterday, I think it was, the Federal Ethics Committee, uh, the multipartisan, you know, members of everybody from the House of Commons are in that committee, um, was meeting to discuss uh, looking into the we charity scandal and giving themselves uh, certain powers to investigate the prime minister and everything around that. And uh, liberal MPs in the committee filibustered for, uh, I think, half the time. I think they took up half the time of the committee's uh, meeting agenda to filibuster. I have to say, if you want to look innocent, filibustering and purposely obstructing investigation is not the best way to go. Yeah, I don't understand. uh, Well... I don't know what they what the, what powers they were asking for. I don't uh, remember. I don't know what they were trying to stop. But but yeah, I think the best thing to do in this scenario is is be as open and honest as you can be because if you were well, if assuming they went about it the right way and this was this was all an innocent mistake, then be open and honest. The only reason you cover things up is if you know you did yeah. something underhanded and was, you don't want them to find out. I was listening to an interview the other day with uh, Mary Dawson, who was the uh, ethics watchdog before the current one. She was the ethics watchdog, I think, until 2017, 2018. So she investigated Trudeau's first scandals. Um, and she was saying that she can't see how the ethics, uh, ethics watchdog would find Trudeau innocent when he has come out and apologized saying he did something wrong. But it depends what he said he did wrong. Well, he said he should have recused himself from the uh, decision and just shouldn't have been a part of it uh, because he knew about his family's connection to it. And that's what I think is being investigated, whether or not that was true. And he's apologized and said he did what he's being investigated for. Yeah, it's just a, what did he exactly say? Like, did he say, I knew I should have recu- recused myself and I didn't? Or... I think he said, like, he should have I known didn't to think, recuse himself. Yeah, I should have known to recuse... So I didn't know to recuse myself. Yeah, I guess. So... Still, as soon as it's you semantics, apologize but. for something, that's a, kind of a sign of guilt. Now, I guess you could argue, okay, yeah, so... Uh, maybe he feels like he apologized for something he did wrong, but did it break an actual rule? Yeah. That's still being investigated, but I feel like it probably did. Yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, I don't think there's any question he should have recused himself. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, Especially when you're dealing with that kind of money. I still don't think it's criminal. You know, the conservatives want a uh, criminal investigation. No, it'll, it'll be a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Although, you know, they... Th- they're pushing on this, and it seems to be working. He's uh, dropped five points in approval rating since this scandal came out, uh, which still gives him a double-digit lead over the conservatives right now. But yeah. you know, they're, they they they've taken a bite out of him. Yeah, and that's all. That's really all this is, I think. Oh yeah, for the most part. I mean, absolutely, he should have known better, and he should have recused himself. And there's there's definitely. I mean, okay, he's he's young or whatever, so you get away with one, two things. But how many times? How many times can he do it to till? They're right. What this is a pattern of, of just being unethical and not following the rules that he's supposed to be following. So, at some point, it does have to catch up with him. It's forty nine young. Well, compared to a lot of other prime ministers, I think. Yeah, I guess. All right, I have I I. This isn't specifically Trudeau, but the federal government said no to MLB in Canada uh, in Toronto. The Blue Jays were were looking to play their home games at the Rogers Center, 
And uh, the city of Toronto said yes. The province of Ontario said yes. But the federal government said no. And uh, I just think the other two uh, lacked backbone. Obviously, it was a bad plan. Uh, It's not the same as the NHL or the NBA, which have bubble cities and have all the teams in one city, Mm -hmm. and they're all playing in one city, and they're constantly testing. Okay, there's constant testing, but you're bringing in a bunch of people that have been in Florida, been in Texas, have been in California, then they fly up to Toronto for three days, and they leave, and then the Blue Jays fly down to Florida and fly into Texas and fly into California and then come back up here? No, thanks. Yeah. I don't what was the city and the province doing saying yes? They were just counting on the feds to look like the bad guys here, and thank goodness they did. Yeah, probably. I, I'm a little surprised that John Tory said yes. Cause I generally think he's a smart, competent guy who tries to do his best even if it doesn't necessarily look good. Maybe. I d I don't know. I I don't know. I don't understand it. It's uh, not a good yeah. plan. I, I I have no problem with the NHL Toronto being a hub city, because they're all there, they're in a bubble. Yeah, it's no, the it best was, you can do. It was a stupid plan. The MLB plan is a disaster. Yeah, so I'm surprised with John Tory. I'm not surprised with Doug Ford. That fits right in with my uh, understanding of Doug Ford. Not lacking a backbone. Or, no, lacking a backbone. Not having a backbone. <laughs> yeah, doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. But good on them for standing up and, and doing what was right. Looking at the plan on its merits and saying no. They said yes to the NHL. It was a good plan. They looked at this on their mer- on its merits. It was a bad plan, and they said no. Good for them. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like the safest sport to say no to would be baseball in Canada. Yeah, well, it's 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 a Toronto thing for sure. Politically, the federally the liberals do okay. So I mean, it's a bit risky to say no. Well, they sweep Toronto, so it's risky to say no. I guess, but it, politically. But yeah. uh, riskier, actually. But it doesn't. To people's lives. It actually doesn't. Yes. Yeah. But it actually doesn't even matter because nobody's going to the games. Yeah. Nobody's. I mean, it helps a couple of restaurants that would have been in the so-called bubble. It's not a bubble, if you ask me. Um, that we're supplying them, but it puts too many people in danger. All the housekeeping staff in the hotels that they're staying in. Mm-hmm. It, the, it's just too big a circle that can't be contained. I, I think. And now. You know, the, the Blue Jays are still going to play. They're just going to play in a park in the States. And uh, everybody in Toronto can still watch them. So uh, maybe it wasn't a risk. Maybe maybe people are realize, realize the only people that are going to be mad are Rogers because they own the Rogers Center and it'll be empty. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to Trump. Um, we'll get to some Trump news in just a, just a minute. But uh, after, after we record this, I'm going to post two... United States election maps onto the blog that we have and that's it's going to be the first one will be is is my prediction of what the electoral map will look like on election day how the states will go and then the second one is I've called a lot of states but there are one two three four five five states that are brown labeled as toss-ups and they're the states that I feel the least confident in. I want to throw them out there as as being very close, and I think they could could go either way. Though, as I've said, the what I've put in my first map is how I think they will go. But what's interesting is even with all those states that uh, are toss ups, if they all went to Trump, Joe Biden would still win with this map that I've put together. Because he needs 270 to win with this map that I've put together. If all those toss-up states went to Trump, Joe Biden would still end up with uh, 290. So it is my belief that right now, and there's plenty of time for things to change, but the way things look right now, Donald Trump is in for a, a hell of a fight if he wants to turn things around. And um, I, I think that Joe Biden will will win, win the presidency. So do you... Uh... Are you gonna are you gonna sort of keep this updated as as we get closer, or is I, this your prediction and you're sticking to it? Unless like unless something big happens, this Biden is, comes out of the basement. Yeah, something like that. This is I like I'm pretty confident in this um, because even these these toss up states, I have all of them except for North Carolina going to Trump, 
And I don't think that'll change, even though Biden pulls ahead in a lot of them right now. Like he pulls ahead in Iowa and Florida and Georgia and Ohio. But I think all those states will go to Trump. All right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if I'm right. If, 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 if there's just suddenly like a massive change in the polls, then I might update it being like, uh, well, things changed. But uh, I, I'm, I, I don't see me. I don't see me so myself changing it anytime soon. So this is this is the this is the November first, fifth, fifth. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, it's, I think you're right. I think it's the fifth. The uh, this is your prediction for the the fifth of November. Yeah, assuming Trump calls the election. Yeah, really. I think. I mean, I think it's largely not a surprise. Um, I have Biden winning some of the states that Trump like uh, that handed Trump the presidency, like Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, but. 2016 was the first time those things, those states went to Trump in uh, some of them in 24 years. Went Republican. Went Republican, yeah. yes, in, in 24 years. And he won all of them by like 1% to 3%. Michigan was less than a percentage point. Yeah. So they were all very close. They're normally Democratic states. Joe Biden is far more popular than Hillary Clinton, a far more palatable candidate to many people. Uh, so I think those normally Democratic states will go to um, the Democrats. The Democrats, yeah. I don't think Trump will get them. The only two uh, I think markably interesting things about this prediction that I have is Arizona going to the Democrats for the first time since 1992. A lot of a lot of polls show that uh, they're likely to get the Senate race as well, which would give them two Democratic senators, um, which is the first time that's happened in forever. But Arizona has been slowly moving Democratic for a long time. In 2018, they elected uh, Kirsten Sinema, who's currently a senator from Arizona, uh, and she is the first ever openly um, bisexual senator. From Arizona? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? So it's it's an increased minority population that is turning out to vote, and that is uh, benefiting the Democrats, and I think they will win Arizona. And then um, the only other interesting thing is Ohio going to the Republicans, uh, which is not a shock in itself. Trump won Ohio by a large margin in 2016. But if I'm right, this will be the first time that Ohio didn't vote with the winning party in something like 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's people often say whoever wins Ohio wins the election. I think Trump will win Ohio, but I think Biden will win the election. All right. Well, if you want to see that, uh, do you have the website here that you go to? The, the Our website? Do you know it? Uh, I don't know it off by heart. <laughs> I don't know it either off by heart. So uh, we'll just give it to you at the beginning of the next section. Yeah. Isn't it linked to the podcast? Yeah, but some people listen on different uh, okay. different okay. podcast things. Some people listen on Spotify. Some people listen on Apple Music. If you want to see our blog, you have to go to the Fireside site, which is something like Dad's Right Podcast slash fireside but i'll i don't quote me on that one i will check it out when we're done this segment and we'll give it to you at the beginning of next segment and uh let 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 me know if if any of you have strong disagreements on some of the states that i've categorized absolutely and we have uh you can you can either email that at uh dad's right podcast at gmail.com yeah we know or 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 there's comments on uh in the blog there you go. So, or comments on the episode. There's comment section. All right. So if you go to that fireside website that we don't know, I yeah, I look forward to the one comment or email we'll get from Grandma. <laughs> hey, could be Mike. <laughs> Some other Trump news this week. This isn't specifically Trump, but the Black Lives Matter that's painted in front of Trump Tower was vandalized three times this week. I'm not surprised. I just think do better, New York. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, first of all, first of all, even if you disagree, every time you vandalize it, they rope it off and they repaint it. And you have and, enough traffic. And it's as traffic. It you have it's enough traffic, traffic congestion as it is New York. Jeez. Like, come on. But the thing is, with New Yorkers, it's a democratic state. It's a solidly democratic state. It will be for the next few decades. But, you know, obviously there are some Republicans in New York. The, you know, it's not like the Democrats win 100% of the vote there. Uh, and I'm sure there are some diehard Trump supporters. And New Yorkers go hard at everything that yeah. they do, whether wherever they land. So that doesn't surprise me that that happened. No, but I just think the traffic's bad enough. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, first, obviously, you shouldn't. Well, 
I don't know where you. It, it's vandalizing, but you could. They'll say, "Well, the other guys, the other guys are vandalizing monuments." So, so you know, it's the same. I don't yeah. know if it's the same. I don't. But uh, but either way, why do you want to? Why do you want to make traffic worse yeah. in think, on Fifth Avenue in New York? I think New York has the third worst traffic in the world. I think I read that somewhere. LA's the worst. LA's the worst, and then I think Paris, then New York, then London. Have they ever been to India? <laughs> what else? Uh, the Trump administration's trying to block billions of dollars for states to conduct testing and contact tracing, as well as money going to the CDC that's allocated in the upcoming COVID relief bill. This is also on top of redirecting the COVID numbers from the CDC to a central database in Washington. Yeah. And, and both those things are really concerning. Yeah. The states need the money. You need to do contract tracing. Uh, it's the way that other countries have got this under control uh, and, and, and beaten it. It really looks like they are trying to cover up the numbers and fake them. Well, now, if it suddenly gets better and it's, and it's after the states stopped giving the numbers to the CDC and it started going to Washington and all of a sudden there's no more COVID in the states. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that looks awfully suspicious. I think, I mean, you just got to hope there's some sort of whistleblower out there. Well, I mean, really, I'd hope that the uh, the hospitals will know. Yeah. Like, they know how many, they know what they're sending to the central database in Washington. I don't know if it's, yeah. it's Trump's phone or whatever, <laughs> but but uh, why why cut the CDC out? It's It's what's been done for years. In these sort of situations. Because they don't like that the CDC is reporting facts. Yeah. And the House Democrats, speaking of the CDC, are trying to hear testimony from the CDC director, uh, Robert Redfield, on opening schools. They're, uh, they're looking to get some edu- well educated opinions, huh. uh, scientific opinion, on how and when we should open schools. Trump said of this, the House is a setup. The House is a bunch of Trump, ha- Trump haters, but the House, I will tell you, the House, they should be ashamed of themselves. And frankly, the Democrats should be ashamed because they don't want us to succeed. They want us to fail so they can win an election. Now, that's the end of Trump's quote. You'll be able to tell because my sentences will start making sense again, <laughs> or at least some sense. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some Democrats that are thinking, you know what? We're going to win, and a lot of it has to do with the way he handled COVID. Yeah, I would. I would hope that most people are. We've had one hundred and fifty thousand people die in the states, and I'd like to try to stop that. Yeah, and this is the way to do it, regardless of who wins the election. Let's stop before we hit two hundred thousand deaths. Let's try to get this under control. I think most people would be like that. First of all, I don't think it's. I think it's just acknowledging the facts of the situation if you look at it and say the Democrats are likely to win the election because of Trump's handling of COVID-19. Because it, that's what caused his approval to bottom The out. same as you can say Trudeau is likely to win the next election here because of the way he handled COVID-19. Yeah, absolutely. That's just acknowledging the facts. And I wouldn't have... If I were a Democratic uh, representative in the House, I would definitely be looking at that and thinking... Well, I'm glad we're going to win. <laughs> you know, like I would I, I don't think that's wrong. I think you want to win. And uh, um, and so I don't think it's bad to look at it and say, like, I'm glad we're going to win. But I, I, I'd like to think that most of them, as I would be, is, yeah, the top concern is let's get this under control. And that's how and, and I think that's how they win is by actually getting it under control. And. I think they'd be glad they're going to win because they know they can do a better job handling it. Uh, yeah, it might be late, late in the game by the time November rolls around. But at least you know if if it keeps getting worse with Trump, better late than never. Yeah, the and then they have the current. I don't know what they're called down there. Woman that runs the schools, Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education. Sure. Betsy DeVos running around saying how the schools should be open. Yeah. You have Trump saying in interviews that the schools need to be open. When he asked why, he just said they need to, the answer is they need to be open. And then he then he says, Well look at Norway and look at Germany and look at these places that are opening. Well, look at their COVID numbers. Yeah. Look at the cases. 
Look at how well they're handling it. It's going down. The curve is flattening. Yours is spiking. Yeah. It shocks me how not just... I think think they became infamous for this on the climate change front, but now it is on every front how Republicans are the anti-science party. They will... They just ignore the facts if they don't like them. Yeah, well, it's hard to argue that. I don't think you can. I, I, I... Scientists are like, here's the facts, hear what you need to do, and Republicans will turn around and be like, no, we can't do any of that, because it's going to make it worse, and they'll just lie about it. I'm just trying to think if if there's an example I can think of of, of the liberals or, or, or the Democrats doing a similar sort of thing. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure there is something along those lines. Well, I think... I mean, to some extent, you 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 find that, you know, what what is it... Uh, four to five dentists say use crest you find that fifth dentist right like they find that one scientist that agrees with them that you pay to say there is no climate change speaking of we had like a tornado warning down here today which never happened growing up but anyway uh, i digress um but but i i i wouldn't say anybody in the political spectrum is is free of that no I agree. And you know what? I thought of an example. Um, California shut down right away, listening to scientists and stuff. And then doctors were saying it's too early to open up, but they decided to start opening up. And they got another spike, and they shut down again. They didn't listen, and then they learned their lesson. There are, especially in the United States, there are Democrats who deny climate change. There are moderate Democrats who deny climate change, who don't listen. It is, um, It is not just republicans but it's mostly republicans and i'm sure there's republicans that understand that climate change like i'm sure there's republican scientists do you know what's uh i think i think i've seen numbers i haven't verified these but i've seen numbers that like 98 percent of scientists are democrat in the united states really yeah that's a lot yeah I, I, I can't verify that, but I, I remember seeing something along those lines somewhere. Um, you we'll know have to look it up for next week. You know what's fascinating? In the early 2000s, Nancy Pelosi was still around. And <laughs> uh, she was still doing her thing. And the leader of the Republicans in the House was a man named Newt Gingrich. You familiar with Newt Gingrich? Yeah. yeah. If you're not familiar with Newt Gingrich, very hardcore Republican guy. And uh, very kind of Trumpian before Trump. In the era of Bush, he was very Trumpian. <laughs> looked similar to the old guy from up yeah he does you're right there is a ad that nancy pelosi and newt gingrich did together that was like they're sitting on a couch in front of the uh capitol building in front of a fountain it's very weird like in friends and uh <laughs> and they're sitting there and they're at the cult commercials in black and white and they're like, hi, I'm Nancy Pelosi, and I'm Newt Gingrich. We may come from opposite sides of the aisle, and we may not agree on a lot, but we do agree on one thing. The climate is changing, the earth is warming, and we need to do something about it. There's no doubt that it's caused by humans, and that is why we are jointly presenting a carbon tax bill to the House and hope it gets, and we call on the president to approve this bill. That happened. Newt Gingrich endorsed that. He did that commercial. And then years later... Are you sure it wasn't the guy from Up? <laughs> years later, he admitted doing that, and he said he was wrong to do it, that he under, that uh, like it was he twisted his arm or he didn't understand what he was doing or something like that. Huge climate change denier now. And it's because they've all been bought off by the Koch brothers. The Koch brother, one of them's dead. But they were all bought off. They were all bought off by big oil. They were given enough money to shut up. And I, I really believe that at least some of them, I have no doubt right now because so much been rhetoric has been spread and some people have been brainwashed that there are Republican representatives that just flat out don't believe in climate change. And that's ridiculous. But I think that some of them, some of the older ones that have been there for a while, know it's real and have been bought off and are thinking, well, I'm going to die before it happens. So I'll just be rich <laughs> and give my family a nice life. And when it happens, it won't be my problem. I'll be dead. I, I have to say, I, I, I really believe that they've been paid to shut up about it. Uh, who knows? I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, even if, I mean, the way, the way the government runs down there with their, with their super PACs and, and uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of money. I, and, and I don't think it's gotten better. I don't 
This might shock you, but I don't think the swamp has been drained. Yeah, really. It may have been. De- it may have been deepened. It may be now uh, a bigger swamp. Now, there's there's one other thing in the Trump. Uh, well, we're here talking about Trump. Uh, I heard a really interesting quote from Russell Brand on on. I heard it a couple weeks ago. I meant to play it two weeks ago. I forgot. And then last week we had Dan on, and I, th- I thought. You know, we didn't want to hit that two-hour mark, so I thought we better leave it off. Not that I said to Dan, he posted it on Facebook, and uh, he said he talked too long, and I said I felt like it could have gone longer. It was uh, it was so interesting, but you know, people people don't have the time. Although you know, you know now on on like Apple Podcasts and that, when you listen, you can listen in double speed. So we can talk for two hours, and people can listen in an hour. There you go. It sounds like Elvin and the Chipmunks doing the podcast, I imagine, but it's faster. Anyway. There's an interesting quote from Russell Brand on uh, the left's handling of Trump, and here it is. I believe mainstream media is wrong in the way it's handling Donald Trump. When that, there was that footage that emerged of him going down that ramp where he looked all sort of hunched and vulnerable, that's a sort of a, an open goal for his detractors because he sort of looks kind of ridiculous and vulnerable and frail. But in focusing on that it's trivializing and banalizing political debate you're sort of being personal if you're sort of like look at him shuffling down that ramp you're it's you're you're acknowledging that the level that the political conversation is taking place on is sort of ridicule and sort of trivial conversation about a person's physical appearance physical abilities and etc etc so it's hard then to shift the focus to what's important, redistribution of power, redistribution of wealth, change in public institutions so they're a better reflection of the populations that they're supposed to cater for. Suddenly these things are also trivialised. So I uh, I agree with them. I, I don't think that is something that, okay, if if Colbert and Seth Meyers want to talk about it, fine, but it was, in, it was on CNN and stuff. Yeah, I... Um I would not, I think it is not wrong for the news to question the president's health, any president's health, if they have reason to. And I was questioning Donald Trump's health when he was hobbling down the ramp and couldn't lift a glass of water the next day. Uh, it was the yes. same, it was before. It was the oh. same, it was a, I think it was at that, uh, uh, same, same thing? At that event where he had to sort of push the glass yeah. up with his second hand. So to say, uh, I there think might be something up with the president. I would say that I would not hold it against the news to say that, but to turn it into a comedy show is a problem when you're not a comedian, when you're a news. Um, and so, yeah, to belittle and make fun of him is an issue. And I think that there is a worrying fusion between entertainment and the news. And there are, some shows on CNN and Fox, especially, where you can't be sure, is this supposed to be entertainment or the news? Yeah, a lot of news has is, is come down to being more like entertainment. It's mm-hmm. not just reporting the facts. Yeah. It's definitely slanted uh, one way or other, depending on who pays your check. And 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 then it's, it's geared to get ratings, not just tell you yeah. what happened. Yeah, like Tucker Carlson. And, uh, oh, what's the other guy? Sean Hannity and Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper 360. These are presented on news channels in news-like fashion. They aren't really news shows, but you're right. That's, but, that is that sort of how they're Yeah, no, that's the thing. They're not, they're, not, they're not news shows, and that's how they get away with really doing and saying what they're doing. But they're on news channels, and they're lumped in kind of with the news... And, I mean, I think people need to educate themselves and just be smarter about this, but I can understand why maybe some people confuse the two. Yeah. Think of that as the news. And just to go back one second, I, I, I never, the water thing, I thought was weird. That's like, that is weird. How can you not lift a glass of water to your <laughs> face? The ramp, I totally understand. If he falls... He's gonna be. It's gonna be worse. Yeah. Than walking down the ramp slowly. I, I just thought he walked down the ramp slowly. Like he's. I think, he's an old man. He walked down the ramp slowly. I get it. 
I think maybe I would have questioned the ramp less if the water hadn't proceeded as like if I hadn't seen it in connection to the water in the same day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but it's I mean, it's probably nothing. They're both probably nothing, but it does belittle the issues when you're talking about that. It's not Yes, it does. We've so, his doctor says he's in great shape. Okay, but he's also have you seen his doctor? He's definitely paying his doctor off. <laughs> I don't believe his doctor's a doctor. Yeah. He looks like yeah. Cheech and Chong. Either one of them, <laughs> Cheech or Chong. Like it could be either one of them. Yeah. It's crazy. No Chong. He looks like Tommy Chong more than he looks like Cheech, but <laughs> just insane. Insane. All right, happy. And uh, we're happy to say the website is dadsright.fireside.fm. Yeah, did I get that right? Yeah, it's not like .fm.com. No, it's just .fm. We just looked at it. I know, but it also didn't show the www. when we looked at it. No, no, no. It's <laughs> We can edit all this out in post. Uh, dadsright.fireside.fm. D-A-D-S-R-I-G-H-T dot... F-I-R-E-S-I-D-E dot F-M. And if you go there, you will see all the podcasts and the blogs, and you can look at Dylan's map of his, uh, of his electro- electoral college. C- college prediction. And now on to other happy things. I did, I did spend a lot of my youth watching uh, the Blue Jays. Pretty big fan. And this year, the Blue Jays are wearing a number one patch on their uniforms to honor Tony Fernandez, who was uh, one of my favorite Blue Jays. Watching him play shortstop was always a treat. And those uh, didn't have a lot of power, but slapped a lot of singles and doubles. He was quick. Part of some really, really great Blue, Jay- Blue Jays teams as I was growing up. So uh, I'm glad they are, are doing that. Another thing happy, the University of Houston researchers have made an air filter that can trap and kill COVID-19. Reports uh, show that from the testing of it, 99.8% of the virus was killed in a single pass through a filter. was made from nickel foam and heated to 200 degrees C. Feels like it'd be a little warm to wear. Uh, it's an air filter. You don't, you don't wear it. Oh, yeah. It's like for, for airplanes or large buildings that have air conditioners so or things like that. does it need to be heated to 200 degrees to kill the virus? Yeah, that's part of it, yeah. So you need to have it hooked up to a device that's... Yeah, warms it up, yeah. To 200 degrees Celsius. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be trapped in a plane with a device that's bringing something to 200 degrees Celsius. Uh, the engines are probably already a lot more than that. I know, but the engines are outside of the plane. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's hot. It's, it's a first step. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll get... I'm sure they'll whittle it down and make it smaller and make it compact and make it... They have they have ovens on the plane that they cook your food in that goes hotter than that, too. There's already stuff on the they plane that's... Microwaves over. on the plane. Okay, whatever. They still catch fire. <laughs> and Gary Larson, uh, who did The Far Side, for those of you that don't know, publishing his first new comics in 25 years. It's not Far Side, but I'm bound to be funny because he is uh, brilliant. And also they found... A uh, sea sponge off the coral reef of Indonesia that contains an organic chemical that inhibits the growth of cancer tumors in mice. That's good. You know, they use mice because they have similar brains to ours, which is a concerning fact. <laughs> um, I hadn't heard that. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that that happened. Yeah. So then it's, <sighs> they're saying it's how it's going to be good for Indonesia as well if they start growing these in sort of commercially mm-hmm. uh, amounts, commercial amounts. Yeah. It's always good when they make progress, but I feel like I've seen a lot of stories over the past year or so that were like, we found this thing that kills the cancer tumors in this and this and this and yeah, this. Yeah, it doesn't, it just stops the growth. That doesn't good. get rid of it. That's good. And That's it was mice and who knows. It, I mean, you're, I agree with you. I, I, I actually went on a few, after I read it on the first website I saw it on, I went on a couple more to make sure that it wasn't just like somebody's else reported it and uh this uh was on it was even in the um like a, one of the main cancer pages that's that's good i mean i guess these things take a long time to develop you know they need to put it through a whole bunch of trials before they actually start trying it on people so the other thing that's nice is it's natural yeah not 
not a some not not something that's synthesized. Yeah, I hope it works out. I really do. Um, Last week you said you were gonna you had to do a better job to write stuff in the happy section. Yeah, I didn't. And you write, had nothing in the happy I, section I again. I didn't write it, but I I thought of something, and then we started talking about SpongeBob, and uh, <laughs> now I've mostly forgotten what I was gonna say. You know, I forget. I did. I did think of something earlier, four or five minutes ago. You should have just gone. chimed in. I know, but I don't like interrupting you. Yeah. Let's see. What what else were we talking about? We were talking about the University of Houston. Gary Larson. Um, oh, you know what? I think it was. Yeah, Canada. The Canadian government ordered millions of syringes and other things necessary to distribute a COVID nineteen vaccine. And I think that's a good sign because I generally think the government knows more than us. So I think that, you know, if or they just don't want to be caught with their pants down when the when the eventual vaccine comes out. But something has made them believe that now's the time to do it. They're closer than they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's I mean, Dan was talking about that drug that's in Denmark that's going to trials. There's drugs in the States that are going to trials in Canada, going to trials. drugs in Canada, going to trials. So there's, I think there's, you just look around, I think there's definitely a reason to be optimistic mm-hmm. that that it's close. Yeah, absolutely. I just, they need to make it mandatory. Yeah, I gotta say, I'd rather wait for the second one. Yeah, I know you would. There's but. been too many first drugs that people are like, this is great. This thalidomide stuff really helps with pregnancies. You should, <laughs> you should have it. It'll really help out. Oh, you fe- won't feel sick at all. You're feeling sick here. Just take some mercury shots. Yeah, there's been just too many of those that I, I the first one, and I just I'd like to I'd like a couple of iterations before I get the shot. I gotta say, but as soon as they know it works, they really need to make it mandatory to get. Like, but they think it works as soon as they. they nobody knows the, what the long term implications are of something until yeah. you've had it for long term. Yeah, you're right. Um... Nobody said, nobody, you know, with the thalidomide, nobody was like, eh, I think it might cause a lot of birth defects, but <laughs> 20 years from now, but let's see. I don't know, just, but how do you not make it necessary? If you don't make it required, so many people won't get it and it won't work. That's not how, va- like, vaccines re- to work require everyone to get it. Like, it's just not going to work if everyone doesn't get it. Yeah. It won't work anyway. So I don't see how. Yeah, they just got to make triply sure that. Uh, yeah. Before they inject you with that microchip. Hey. <laughs> and now the end is near. Happy. It's always one of our shortest segments, as we often comment. But that was one of our longer ones. It was almost eight minutes. So close. Almost eight minutes. Should just drag some happy out. things. It'll be shorter when I cut down all the humming and hawing. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to parting thoughts. I don't have anything written down, so you start while I think of something. All right. There was a a couple in North Bay charged with failing to self-isolate after returning from Florida. A 68-year-old and a 78-year-old charged. Uh, The max penalty is $750,000 and six months in prison and or six months in prison. Now, I think when you're returning from Florida, you just need to be a bit more responsible. Florida... Ha, doesn't have a great reputation as keeping a lid on the COVID at the moment. Sorry, you could have just cut that off as Florida doesn't have a great reputation, <laughs> period. <laughs> so uh, whoever was watching them, uh, good for them. I mean, I, maybe it's maybe they shouldn't be fined 750000 But, you know, if you're if you're coming here back home from from Florida, self-isolate, please, for all of us. It's not just for you. It's for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I was pumping gas in the truck. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a Ford Expedition, which is uh, our contribution to global warming. <laughs> and uh, We have a hybrid to make up for it. That's right. I think we've mentioned that before. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, I was pumping gas, and it takes a long time to pump gas on the, on the, in, in the Expedition. So it's a 100-liter tank or so, and it was pretty empty. Gene came home from work and said, there's 11 kilometers left. <laughs> so... On the pump itself, there's a sign from the people that calibrate the pump and then, right? Yeah. So on this sign, because it's Canada, it's in English and French. French, yeah? Yeah. So in English, 
It's it's called something like flammable liquid dispenser. Yes, flammable liquid dispenser. That's the name in English. In French, it's called distributeur de liquid inflammable, and that, my friends, is only um, four years of French. I, I, I just kept missing it by by a year as I was going through school, so I don't. I never took it all through, but you can hardly tell, can you? No, I thought I thought you yeah. fluent. I I want to know. Who had the word flammable and inflammable first, the French or the English? Because that seems like that translation, because in English, inflammable means it doesn't burn. Yeah. In French, apparently, inflammable means flammable. (laughs) That could cause some serious... That could cause some serious problems. (laughs) Like, I, I get peanut butter and butter to peanut. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. You want to be crazy, be crazy. <laughs> but this seems like it's a dangerous translation to me. Yeah. It just takes one French guy handing over, like, some very important whatever. Is this to, flammable? No, it's inflammable. Yeah. Oh, good. Woof. Inflammable. Oh, okay, great. Whatever, light up in here. Boom. Yeah. It's it just seems like a, a somebody's got to change that. We just added irregardless to the dictionary. We can change language. Let's change the French version of inflammable. To call it flammable. It sounds kind of French anyway. Why why change French and not English? Because inflammable flamm- it makes sense. Inflammable doesn't make sense as something that burns. Not in English. I'm sure it makes perfect sense in French. <laughs> Fine. Uh, if you want to really if you want I, I think it makes more sense in English, but if the case can be made, it makes more sense in French, fine. Change the English one to say inflammable, but that seems confusing. For you, it'd be equally confusing for the French to change it on them. No, I don't think so. Inflammable, like, it's a compound word. Listen, they're already having problems with that. They recently lost three churches. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's yeah, like that's the problem. That is the problem. That's the I'm sorry. English. I thought it was inflammable. Yeah. There's like English people taking care of the church. All yeah. the French are like, and then they seem to tell me bad. Yeah, that's right. That could be all the problem. That's. I want to know if the guy that's getting charged uh, is English. English. It said infl- it said the organ was 400 years, but it's inflammable. Hey, can I smoke in here? Is inflammable bad? Oh, great. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Especially in France, everybody's smoking. Anyway, over to you. Yeah, uh, that's crazy with the French thing, but, you know, whatever. I feel like it's especially a problem in Canada when we have French and English. Yeah, if you're only, if you're only speaking French, fine. But when you have both, some words that are opposites maybe need to be looked at. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's... Oh, God, I really need to start thinking of some parting thoughts beforehand because I'm just humming and hawing all around. I managed to get my way through happy because I did think of something, but yeah. Uh, and you, you know what? You did a you, you could t- you did you just did probably your longest drive you've ever done as a driver alone. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it's not very impressive. It's just two hours. Although you know, going there was three hours. So that was yeah. I'm not meant for it. My butt starts to hurt. My legs get sore. I'm like, I want to talk to somebody. That's why when we did the long drive, we took the expedition because it's kind of like driving in your living room. <laughs> It's yeah. I'm not meant. I need somebody to. Uh, I I need I need to marry somebody who really likes driving, so that I don't have to do the long drives, <laughs> or just live somewhere where you don't do long drives. Yeah, but I like to travel. Nah. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up episode fourteen. Fourteen. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.